Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Now, before we dive right in and get into the nitty gritty and what we're going to be talking about today, I just want to introduce myself to you guys. So if you don't know me and you're running across this by chance, or you do know me, you don't really know much about me. My name is Mia Wilson. I am a 19-year-old college student. I live in Texas. I attend the University of Texas at Arlington, where I am a nursing major, and I am minoring in African-American studies. Okay, so now that you guys know a little bit about me, I want to get into the idea behind creating this podcast and the cover and the name I came up with for this podcast. So you're probably wondering, how did she come up with that picture that she got for her podcast and how did she come up with the name okay so as far as the illustration of my podcast goes I sat down one night and I just I looked at a picture of myself that I really liked and I felt that embodied me and so I sat down and drew it and I drew the outline of it and then I was looking for a title what represents me what what represents me in the best light in the best way that I can get across in words for my podcast and so that's where the idea she is me unapologetically came from and so if you don't know what unapologetically means it means basically I won't apologize for anything that I feel that I have a right to speak on. I'm not going to apologize for my opinions. I'm not going to apologize for who I am because I'm proud of who I am. Now she, the idea, she is me. Now she, when I look at it from my perspective, she is a word that has no value to a woman. And so I kind of wanted to flip that meaning. So she is me. I'm embodying she because she is me. I am a woman. She has a name and she is me. So that is where this whole idea she is me came from and the thought that went behind my podcast and the illustration of it and the name. So now you guys know the origination behind the illustration of my podcast and the name of my podcast and a little bit about me. So let me jump into why I created this podcast. The reason is very simple. I created this podcast because I want our voices to be heard. I want people of color's voices to be heard. I want black voices to be heard. And I got sick and tired of seeing on all my timelines how another life was taken so effortlessly at a drop of a dime without a care. I got tired of seeing that. And I was like, it's time that I make a change. I am the change. I will be a part of the change. And so this is where this whole idea of this podcast came. And I want this to be a safe space for all people, not just people of color. So I don't want you to feel like you have to be a person of color to listen to my podcast because you don't. I love every single one of you guys just the same because we're all human beings okay you guys so now that we have all the intros out of the way and the why and why i created this podcast let's jump right 
into the topic that I want to touch on today. And that topic will be injustice. Okay, you guys, so I have a few bullet points on this. And the first bullet point that I have down that I want to touch on today is how being black in America is daily. So if you're not black or even if you're if you're not a person of color, I just want to give insight to how I feel living in America nowadays. Now, I will never know how it feels to be a black man in America, but I will always know how it feels to be a black human being in America and be a black woman in America. So I just want to put this scenario out there for you guys. I heard it on TikTok and it came and it surprised me, you guys, because it came from a man that was not a person of color. He was white. And so the scenario is he went to visit his friend, which was a person of color. He was black. And when he got there, his friend told him to park his car on the other end and then he would come get him. So as he proceeds, as his friend proceeds to come get him, his friend is digging in his glove compartment. He's getting his license ready and he's putting it above the vi- the visor that's above the driver's head. And this man that made this video, this white man, he asks, he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And his friend replies, I, I promise you guys, this shook me. He said, I don't want to reach for anything if I get pulled over. I don't want them to have a reason to shoot me. As I'm watching this video, like, it's it's bringing me almost to tears because... No human being should have to be worried about being pulled over by a cop and worry about if they're going to make it home or not. Are they going to be the next name on the news outlets? Are their families going to be the next ones to go through a tragedy at the hands of people who are supposed to serve and protect us? And you know what? What really shook me more than him saying that is that I, I feel the same thing. I've done that, you guys. Have you done it? I've reached in my glove compartment before. I've gotten my license ready. I wear a lanyard around my neck now where my license is visible. I put my insurance and registration in arm's length in visible plain sight. So if I get pulled over, I don't want them to see me as suspicious or digging for a gun, so to speak. Y'all, when I'm driving, I'm a safe driver. I abide by the laws. I, I'm i not perfect, but I abide by the laws. And so when I'm driving as a black person and I look in my rearview mirror and I see those lights flashing or I just see a police car behind me, my heart automatically drops to the pit of my stomach. It starts beating 50 miles per minute. I'm frightened by the police. And it shouldn't be like that, you guys, because police are here to serve and protect us. But the very people that are here to serve and protect us are not for us. And it hurts my heart, you guys, because I shouldn't feel like that when I'm driving. I'm scared. I'm skittish. I start to get close to my wheel. I tighten up, you guys. It shouldn't be like that. And that's what it's like living in America as a black 
human being. That's what it feels like. Wondering if you'll ever make it home. Wondering if you get stopped, will you get shot at just for being black or being suspicious. Walking in a grocery store and getting stares like you're not meant to be there. I'll take Target, for example. So, like any other person, I like Walmart, but I like Target too, so I go to Target from time to time. Now, when I walk in Target, and then I see a mass of the people are white or a person of color that is not black, and I I just feel stares on me. Like, I don't belong there. What are you doing here? You don't belong here. And that's not how anybody should feel growing into a grocery store. Going into a clothing store. But this is the reality we live in, you guys. This is the reality that black people live in from day to day. This is what we live in. This is the life that I live every day. This is the life that every black person lives every day. Going out into this world and seen as not enough. You don't matter. You don't belong. And it's and I'm sick and tired of people just saying that it's white people. It's not just white people either. It's not just white people either. It's people of other races that do this to us too. And it's not just white people. So please, please don't be ignorant. It is not just them. Now don't get me wrong. They play a big part. But it is not just them. So we do not have the right to just lash out and hate and portray and eject all of our anger and hate onto white people. Because it's not just them. Now, I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm not. That's not what I made this podcast for. I'm here to be real. I might step on some toes, but hey, oh well. This needs to be heard, you guys. It needs to be heard. And I'm sick and tired of people tiptoeing around the issue that black people face. Because it's not just white people. It's people of other races too. Other people of color. Other minorities that put us down too. And it shouldn't be like this. Life in America should not be this hard. We make it hard. People make it hard to live in America. But black people, please don't misunderstand me when I say this. You play a role in how all of this takes place too. So don't project project all of the blame onto other races onto white people because it's not just their blame to have it's ours too in the way we portray ourselves so while i'm on the subject of how we portray ourselves black people let me ask you this why do we go out in this world and act a fool like we don't have no home training why And I just want you to think about the next time that you want to act ignorant, the next time that you want to act quote unquote black, show them where you from. Let me put this into perspective for you on a larger scale. The way you portray yourself, I don't care 
if you're angry, mad, hurt. I don't care. I'm those same things. I'm frustrated with how the society is. I'm mad. I'm angry. But you don't see me going out here burning stuff down, shooting people. That's not how we're supposed to act. And let me tell you why this plays into the black stereotype that every race has of black people. And this is why it's our fault. Because when we act like that and we lash out like that, and it's seen by the public and they can spin it however they want, however they like, that plays into the black stereotype. And it plays into the the generalization of black people and how people of other races, other people of color, other people such as white people view black people as a whole. You're playing into the generalization of black people because you never know. There, there might not be a person on this earth of a different race that goes out here and just talks to a black person because we're not all the same. But you see, when you act in a fool in public and people can see it, you're generalizing their experience of black people. So therefore, that's what they're going to think when they see a black person. They may not know the black person, but that's how they're going to see you. Because that's how you portray yourself in public. That's how we are seen in America. Uncivil. Ratchet ghetto don't know how to act don't got no home training that's how we're viewed because that's how society views us and that's how that's what society sees we can change that we don't have to go out here and act and act on that hurt that pain that anger channel it into something positive that's exactly what i'm doing in this podcast I'm channeling my frustration, my anger, all those emotions. I'm channeling it into something positive and I encourage you to do the same. Okay, so now that I got my little rant out about how we act, how black people act. Now, this battle is two-sided, you guys. It's not just one battle. It's not a one-sided battle. White people We have to go out and teach our children. You have to teach your children to love. This goes for black people too. We have to teach our children love. White people, we have to teach our children to love one another regardless of skin tone. And let me show you a, let me tell you a perfect example of how I know racism is taught. Because when we're younger, we we all have younger siblings. We all have younger relatives let's say three now they can go into a classroom and they could have the bestest of friend and it could be a white person a hispanic person a latino person an asian person a black person kids those age those ages do not see color So therefore, when they grow up and act totally different, that's how you know this is taught. This is a conditioned mindset that these kids went through. So no, 
You're not born racist. It's taught. White people, here's my question to you. And no, not all white people are bad. I know this. I know exceptional white people. White, All white people are not bad. All black people are not bad. All Asians are not bad. All Hispanics are not bad. All Latinas are not bad. All races, all people are not bad. But white people, this is my question to you. Why do you fear us so much? Why do you want to hate us so much? What did we do to you? Do we intimidate you? Do you feel belittled when we're in your presence? Is that why you culture appropriate? AKA, steal the things that originated from black people? Is that why you wear our hairstyles? Is that why you steal our swag? Is that why you steal our skin tone? Is that why? Because you feel insignificant in our presence. Let me enlighten you. We all have a light inside of us. Every single last one of us has a light inside of us. And we are called to not dim that light for others. So I'm sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. If you feel insignificant in my presence, it's not my fault. It's yours. Because just as much as I have a light, you have a light too. And you have the same right I do to shine your light as bright as you possibly can. Because that's what we're called to do. So now, with all that being said, that brings me into my first bullet point. All lives matter. Now, do all lives matter? Yes. I'm not saying that your life is not as important as black lives. But let me tell you something. Let me enlighten you about the term all lives matter. Let me educate you right quick. All lives matter did not come about until Black Lives Matter's movement was a big thing. Oh, you're being racist when you say Black Lives Matter. No, let me tell you why Black Lives Matter. Let me tell you why it's more important than All Lives Matter. Because if the statement All Lives Matter, Black Lives would be included in that. But no, that was your response to Black Lives Matter because you don't want our lives to matter. They don't matter to you. And they should. That's why black lives matters more than all lives matter. Until black lives matter to people other than black people, all lives won't matter. Because if that were true that all lives mattered, black lives would matter too, right? We're people, right? We're all humankind, right? So why don't Black Matters live? Why don't Black Lives Matter to you? Why not? And I'm gonna tell you something. Now I'm paraphrasing what Rihanna said. 
at her NAACP award speech. Now, this is speaking from a black perspective. We all got friends of different races, right? They all want to break bread with you. They all want to win with you. But as soon as something bad happens to a black person, you're quiet. Shh. Nothing. And she says this. This is what really took me, y'all. Until our problems are your problems, society won't change. Because you don't see the value in all lives. So that's why all lives matter. That's why that phrase is flawed. Because the principle that it was founded upon. Y'all are trying to take the term black lives matter and flip it to be oppressive. All lives matter. So that's why black people protect black lives matter movement so hard. Because you're trying to turn it into all lives matter and make it oppressive against black people. That's why, you guys. Also, you guys, um, this is another issue I forgot to touch on when I was talking about black people, how we're supposed to act and white people and all that other stuff. People of color that are not black and white people do not ever use black people as a pawn and what i mean by this just because you have a black friend does not excuse your silence does not excuse your behavior do not use us as a pawn black people because there are black races in the in this country there are they exist do not use white people as a pawn don't use your white friends as a pawn to say you're not racist that does not excuse your behavior so in all actuality all actuality black and white people do not use your friend of a different color than you to justify your silence on an issue like injustice. Do not do that. Because it's not fair. If you don't want to address our issues and stand up for our issues when we stand up for your issues, don't you dare use us as a pawn. Okay, y'all. So I don't spoke on all lives matter. I spoke on my stance. So let me tell y'all about a man. You know this man, George Floyd. Now, I've read multiple stories about Mr. Floyd in the news. Let me just say, I do not care if this man had a counterfeit check. I do not care if this man had drugs. That did not give that cop a right to take his life so effortlessly. It didn't give him that right. Because in that moment, his breath was leaving his body. That's the moment 
that cop became an executioner and not a person to protect and serve. He was the executioner. He was the accuser. Mr. Floyd did not stand a chance. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the videos of Mr. Floyd in his arrest. Now, from my understanding, Mr. Floyd did not resist arrest. So it baffles me to say how people say that Mr. Floyd was resisting arrest, so therefore he deserved what he got. Nobody deserves to die the way that he did on the ground, a knee in your neck, three other bo- three other people pressing you against the concrete while you are pleading and begging for your life and nobody has a regard for it. Nobody deserves to die a death like that. That is misery. Nobody deserves that. I don't care if this man was doing something he was not supposed to. That doesn't justify the fact that this cop killed him. No other than the reason that he was black. Not to add that he was a black man. Has to stop, you guys. Has to stop. Now, the next person I'm going to talk about. You know him too. Ahmad Arbery. Now, this man was jogging, exercising, minding his own business when these two human beings hopped out of their truck to shoot him down like an animal. To shoot him down like he was praying they were the hunters. They became executioners. They became the law. That man did not stand a chance because you know what? They knew what they had said in their mind the moment they saw that man jogging in their neighborhood. They already had it set in their mind. Now you guys. I told y'all before. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm not here to tiptoe around the issue. Because I'm tired of people tiptoeing around the issue. I'm giving to I'm giving it to you like it is and how I feel. Now, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I do not hate those people that took our brothers' lives so carelessly. I do not hate them. I dislike them. Let me tell you why I don't hate them. And why I forgave them. Because I refuse to let people like that live in my mind rent free. I refuse to let them still sleep for me at night while I toss and turn. I refuse to let them steal my joy that the great creator gave me. And you want to know why? 
because things of this world, people of this world, they do not have the right to take away your joy that the great creator gave you. Don't allow them to live in your mind rent free. That is exactly what they want. Now, those are just two of the recent cases. There's many more out there. You guys know. It's not just me. Y'all know. Y'all see it too. Breonna Taylor. Trayvon Martin. Michael Brown. Michael Gardner. Tamir Rice. Y'all know these names. But yet, there is no change. And let me tell you why. Once again, I'm going to reiterate this. Until it becomes your problem, not just black people's problems, it will never change. The cycle continues. And at this point in time in our society, y'all, People don't get a chance to claim ignorance. I'm sick and tired of people using ignorance as an excuse. How dare you? How dare you make your mouth form the word ignorance to this issue that has been going on 400 plus years? Like I said before, racism is not this thing that just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs and just peaks in 2020. That's not how it happened. This has been going on for years. I'm a quote Kyle Kuzma. This disease has been around 400 plus years. So. You don't get to claim ignorance anymore. We do not get to claim ignorance anymore. I don't care what color you are. Black, brown, white, light skin, brown skin, blue, purple, green. You do not get to claim ignorance anymore. It is not acceptable. No more. No more ignorance. Because there is no more ignorance. Not on this issue. Not when you see it happening every single day. Not when you see people's names of color on the news every other day. Their lives taken. No. We don't get to claim ignorance anymore. Not anymore. So no more ignorance. But education, educate yourselves. This is not something that one race has over the other, that one race knows more than the other. Educate yourselves. The education is out there. You just have to be willing to look for it, you guys. So I don't care what color you are, what race you are. We don't get to claim ignorance anymore. It's not acceptable. It's unacceptable. Don't fix your mouth to say ignorance on this issue. When you see it happening every day, you're not blind. And if you are, you hear it. So we don't get to claim that 
we need to kill that phrase when it comes to this issue pertaining to this issue of injustice versus people of color versus black people we don't get to use that term anymore no it's not acceptable okay you guys and with all that being said i just want you to know whether you're a person of color that is not black whether you're white or if you're black i love you I don't see color. I see human beings. I see character. I encourage you all to see character. Look past color. We should be beyond this point where we are in our society today. I encourage you. Find your purpose. Find your why. And when you do, don't you ever apologize for it. Walk in your journey. Embody who you are. Don't be ashamed. God did not make us to be ashamed. God did not make us to fit in. So therefore, stop trying so hard to fit into something we're not meant to fit into. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening.